Well, hey everyone, we are officially on episode 20 of the Whole Healing Podcast, Mind, Body, and Food. This is going to be our final episode for the first season. Next season, I can't even tell you how excited I am for, but for now, we're going to finish this off talking about something that's um, interesting and, and controversial in some ways and really came from the conversation with carnivore is fiber essential for the body. We've been told our whole lives, eat more fiber, eat more vegetables, eat more things that have fiber in it, but do we really need it? Um, and you know, I think like, uh, you'll be surprised to hear what us dietitians have to say about it. Um, stay tuned for next season because I think we're going to get into the really nitty gritty topics in nutrition. I can't tell you all how grateful, enamored I am with all of you for following and listening. It means the world to me. And I hope you enjoy this last season of the whole healing podcast episode for season one, all the love, the whole healing podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. What are we talking about about today? Fiber? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, gosh. Yeah, fiber. Uh, I think uh, all nutritionists dietitians alike they can agree that you know we've been told fiber is essential right for for us for our health for longevity you name it um so i guess the big question is should that be questioned well we should question everything that we've been told right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i definitely recommend fiber and have ever since i've been in been a dietitian and uh it's I, I I just haven't seen anything or I guess explored like the potential of it not being essential or maybe being harmful. I've, of course, like there, I've been told about specific conditions like diverti- diverticulitis and uh, certain like IBS. Maybe if you're going through that in the beginning, you want to limit fiber and certain saccharides. Um, but for you know, outside of certain GI conditions, from from what I've seen. I think it's I think it's still really important to include, but is it essential? I don't know about that. I actually don't. You made me think about that, Jenna. Jack, I'm telling you, like you you can read all about it because like essential means that you need it to to live, otherwise you die. And like we don't need it to 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 live, but we might need it to thrive. Is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I I personally, there is nothing I feel better after eating than like vegetables, well-cooked vegetables. Like my, my breakfast this morning, you guys, and this is so like, unfortunately, so like, uh, what's the word, like quintessentially dietitian or nutritionist, but I had like a bowl of cauliflower rice with avocado oil, apple cider vinegar dressing for breakfast. And, And I cannot tell you guys how good I feel after I have that much just antioxidants, um, well-cooked down fiber and healthy fats. I like, I didn't even need my salmon that I usually eat for breakfast too. Cause I just didn't need the protein. Cause I felt so satiated and I had so much good in me. I, I, um, I will say, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Jack. Like, you know, if you have gut issues, I, t- I tell all my clients like, Hey, like I, I would stay away from broccoli, cauliflower, cruciferous, unless they're incredibly well-cooked. Um, and then, you know, also like, I just think that we need to kind of question, um, what the gut needs in the moment, right? Like there are some people that go vegan and, and increase their fiber, you know, three to five fold. And then all of a sudden, like they, they get those gut issues, but then their, their gut is, you know, negatively reinforced into a stronger state, I think perhaps. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a lot to think about, but I, I do think that I favor fiber as well. Emily, what about, what about you? Yeah, I def I think, yeah, I love your point of you need to determine the fiber for like what you need in that moment. I think that's a really great way to put it, but I'm the same way. I really do think that fiber is such a powerhouse. I think, is it essential? No, but I think that idea that is it necessary to thrive? A hundred percent. I think that what I've experienced with clients and what they tell me when they increase their fiber, their digestion um, hormonally, I think that fiber has a lot of power. Um, so I think all of those combinations, I've just seen that fiber really does have such a significant role, but bring up a good point. Like types of fiber is really important. Where's our digestive system at at the moment? Like, are we really sensitive? Are we really inflamed? Pumping a bunch of fiber in is not going to do much, I think. Um, so I think looking at where you're at and trying to build from there is really important. Um, I also see too, like when people are getting five to 10 grams of fiber, and then all of a sudden they're jumping up 10 to 15 grams and they're like, I'm in pain, I'm constipated, I'm bloated. Um, trying to throw that much fiber on at once too, I think can give fiber almost like a bad rep. Um, so again, it's like that continuous build of what types of fiber are going to be beneficial to you in your situation. Couldn't have said yeah. it better myself, honestly. And I think one one thing I do want to throw in is like um, I did come across some really good research on short chain fatty acids when it comes to fiber because a lot of people seem to think that like you need fiber to make like butyrate propionate, what is it, ascorbic mm -hmm. acid? And, and Jack, maybe you know more about SCFAs than I do, but I but I realized that like butter and dairy products also produce these um, mm. short chain fatty acids as well. So. We don't necessarily need plant-based, but we do need SCFAs, like short chain fatty acids in my, yeah. from what I've read are like some of the most important nutrient, let, let's call them nutrients if we, if we may, um, in the body, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we're still learning a lot, but the ones you named, I know are the ones that are, have been well-studied quite a bit and whether like metabolites that are essentially produced by the beneficial bacteria, which can then elicit all these benefits with cognition, heart health, um, just about everything, honestly, I at least when we look at, uh, you know, balanced microbiome in general. So, um, yeah, fiber, you know, we're always told the best prebiotic, the the best possible food for our probiotics. Should that be questioned? I don't know from, I mean, like what Emily said too, I think there's so many different types of fiber fibers. Like I think such a big umbrella term, right. Um, and I, Probably for general population, they hear the word fiber and think it's just one thing, but there's tons of different compounds, functional fibers, beta-glucans, and um, and then there's, yeah, insoluble, soluble. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I, I, uh, I'll i still always recommend fiber-rich foods, but also like the, I mean, for men, for example, the RDA, I think is 37 grams. That's a, that's a lot. And um, from what I've seen, over 90% of Americans are not meeting their RDA for, for fiber. But then we have to, of course, again, go back and question, is that RDA legit? Should, you, you know, what you. was it, what was it established for? I think a lot of RDAs were, you know, put in place to uh, prevent illnesses or, or deficiencies. I'm not sure about the history with fiber and where we got those RDAs. Do, do either of you know that? Nope. The only one I remember is like, I think it's vitamin A and how that recommendation from the RDA is based largely on a research study that was done 
at, with all only men in their forties and fifties at a mental health Institute. And so it's like, Ooh, do we really want to use that for the rest of Americans? I don't know. Vitamin A toxicity is pretty yeah. nasty. And like, there are certain medications mm -hmm. like for ADHD that prevent you from metabolizing vitamin A and can build up in your system. We've got issues with, with some RDAs, you know what I mean? Like we got to be careful about those numbers. And you know what, like as dietitians, yeah. we are trained and told that we must obey recommendations from the government. Um, I, I think that's where I'm going to stop <laughs> and say that, like what we need to be doing is, is looking at the research. So, so that's, yeah. that's, that's my two cents on the history of fiber. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we should, we should have a discussion about RDAs. Honestly, I think that would be helpful for, for people and, and good for us too, to review. I love uh, it. Well, I mean, I yeah, vitamin it. D, right. That one needs to be reevaluated. I, I firmly believe in yeah. omega three. Like, can we talk about uh -huh. omega threes for a second? And like the ratios, like that aren't even considered in the RDAs. Um, Jack. Okay. So we're going to do next week. We're going to do saturated fat. That's going to be the freaking awesomest episode ever. Um, okay. and heart disease. And then we'll do, and then we'll do, what's the other one that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, RDAs. Um, okay. Recommendation. Yeah, you know, should, wh which ones maybe should be reevaluated the history of them. What? Okay. Yeah. That, I think that, that would be, that'd be great. That'd be... I think that's amazing. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Thank you guys so much. This is such a good conversation. You guys bring so much good stuff to the table. I'm so enamored with how much knowledge you guys have with nutrition. It's like such a cool, like synergistic collaboration and Brittany, you too. I wish, I wish I asked you. And in fact, I mean, do you have any opinions about fiber? Not no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> has it, has it ever been recommended to you as, yeah, or is it something you haven't even thought about? No, never. I haven't really thought about it, but I know that, you know, growing up, like, oh, you need to eat your veggies because that's fiber and they'll help you regulate properly. Um, but that's really it. Nothing like, yeah. oh, you need to eat fiber to, no, not, no. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, you, there's always a square meal. It's always this, everything's complete. You know, we, you know, didn't grow up on like sandwiches. That's not considered a meal at all. Really? Um, oh, no. So a meal would be the rice, whatever meat it is, and veggies. That's a complete meal. I love that. Um, awesome. But like a sandwich, just no, no. So yeah, it's a snack. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a convenience food. That makes sense to me. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been working, I, oh man, I've been working with so many clients lately and everybody wants convenience foods. Everybody wants them all the time. They yeah. want to eat convenience foods. And I'm like, cool, have some rotisserie chicken, have some like baby carrots and have some like ranch dressing that's like a high quality brand. And they're like, okay, I'm bored. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you've been eating pizza and sandwiches mm. and ice cream and chicken wings. And it's like, your your taste buds are so beaten down from that salt. We could have another podcast on salt. Oh my God, these are such great ideas. I have to write these on. Yeah, there. yeah, salt's a big one. Salt's a huge one. Everybody like, and, and you know, the problem is, is like people need salt and like, you can't just like completely eliminate it. Now, when I did sodium capsules, oh man, I'm going to save it for the podcast. I'm going to save it for the okay. podcast. <laughs>